Yep. So we're live. Uh, no reversing, so everything is permanent record. Great. Yeah, so no confessions today. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? We've got Zach Collins on board, one of the coolest, most entrepreneurial young guys that I know. And Thanks for having uh, me. Yeah, of course, sir. So you got a company now. You call it Ludus. Ludus, yes. Ludus.com. Ludus.com. Uh, Ludus mm -hmm. What's that do? So we uh, create software for the performing arts. Um, so our main product right now is um, an online ticket sales software um, for K-12 schools. Um, so basically it's a way for parents and patrons to go online, select their seats, print at home. Um, so you can kind of think of it like a, a, a ticket master for schools minus the horrible fees. So. Got you. Ticket master specifically for high school theater yeah so right? our, our, our focus right now our niche is um, high schools um, or at least school districts k-12 okay. um, so we do have uh, middle schools and high schools um, we, we do work with community theaters um, a few community theaters as well okay. just because um, you know they just you know used us as a patron or they were a theater director and then started directing at a community theater that kind of thing gotcha. um, so it's kind of just expanded over time by itself but our main focus is still schools so it's expanded since you started mm -hmm. yes absolutely so you've got like three or four schools? <laughs> a little more than that. Um, <laughs> so we, we started, it started as a side project um, yeah. for um, my high school theater director. Okay. And um, so he wanted the new ticketing system. A side and, project. Yeah, so a side project. So I, I knew how to, you know, program websites and build web applications. Okay. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. Just, you know, pay me 500 bucks and I'll build it for you. <laughs> and... Um, so, I, you know, I built it, and it was for their Phantom of the Opera show, which was a huge hit, and they sold out. Really? And they sold, you know, like $50,000 in tickets within really? a few weeks. And I'm like, all right, there's a business opportunity here. For a high school program? Yeah, for high school. You would never and, guess that. Well, you, yeah, right. I would I, and most people that. don't realize how big the high school ticketing market is because yeah. you have music programs that also sell tickets. We have a band program in Florida that sells $100,000 worth of tickets just for a band concert. What? Um, and then theater programs, most theater programs um, sell tickets um, yeah. just because they have um, the rights to like the, the royalties and that kind of stuff. So they have to cover their expenses and the sets and all that kind of stuff. So they sell yeah. tickets. Um, the average high school ticket price is $10. Um, but it's definitely a, a billion dollar market, which Whoa. a lot of people don't realize. And so it's, it's exciting to be a part of it. Um, and there's a lot of programs that still don't sell tickets online. So we're yeah. um, working with them to as their first, you know, online ticket sales experience. So that's pretty sweet. And, and now we're up to a little over 600 schools to answer your question. 600 schools. Yep. That's a lot of schools. Yep. How but there's a lot more to go. <laughs> <laughs> how, how long have you been in business then? So it started as the side project in 2013. We didn't really start selling it until about 2015. Really? It legally became a company in 2016. But I, I say about five years okay. is, is, is about the, the time. So. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. So you had, I mean, so you had skills beforehand, right? I mean, you were entrepreneurial before this. Yeah, I mean, growing up, um, I didn't really know that it was like, the, I didn't know like the word entrepreneur, but like right. looking back, it's like, that's how real that's, entrepreneurs are made. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like looking back, it's like, oh, that's pretty much what my interests were in my entire life. I was always doing something before it was really? technology. It was, you know, wanting to start a publishing company or wanting to start, company? yeah, like a, a, like a book publishing company. What? I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> a news, and then a newspaper company, yeah. and then, um, even a paper company at one point, I'm like, oh man, really? I can, so I, I, I used like a word processor and just drew lines and print off, like printed off, um, 
sheet. You made your own newspapers? Note, no, like note paper. Oh. I just printed off note like blank <laughs> note paper and stapled it together and like sold it for twenty five cents. What? As, like, just you're selling like, notebooks? Basically? Yeah, exactly. I just made them on a Microsoft Word and um, <laughs> you're selling those. And I'm pretty sure the margins were horrible and all of that. It looked horrible. But it yeah. was like an idea. And, and for that reason I'm out. Yeah. And then I did uh, the newspaper. I did like the the Collins Weekly or something and the Microsofts had like uh, a template or something. And how old were you when this was happening? Um, probably, I'm probably fifth grade, sixth grade, something like that. Maybe, maybe a little younger. Yeah. Um, but I would just sell it to family members. You know, twenty five. Tell me about that Microsoft. What, what, what could you do in that program <laughs> in, in two thousand five? <laughs> I mean, you, they had some cool templates. So you could, they they had like I, I think the the templates were like were for newsletters. You know, okay. for like. For a company or something, like internal or, marketing. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. and so, or like you know, if a, if the city uh, yep. wanted to um, wanted to publish a newspaper, they could do it through Microsoft Word. Mm. I'm sure there's better tools now, but I it was kind of so. cool. Yeah. It, it actually looked like a newspaper printed on normal <laughs> paper, but it looked like a newspaper. It was so. good enough to be dangerous. Yeah, and I was really into writing and journalism and all that kind of stuff back then, and really? so that's that's kind of where I you know collided those two things together, and then boom, yeah. And so then, I was talking about that on, on another episode where my buddy was talking about the um, how his company is now an extension of himself. Yeah. Right. So his dad was a dentist. His mom mm-hmm. was a yoga instructor. Mm-hmm. But his dad like owns a few dentist practices, and his mom owns a few yoga practices. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a degree in kinesiology, and now he's launching a medical device company. Cool. Right. And Very it's cool. an extension for him. Yes. Absolutely. But in the same way. Uh, yeah. It seems like. You got to where you are as of like, yeah, this I'm, is just what it is. is yeah, like it, it kind of has just been a, a weird journey. I mean, like I mentioned chocolate. You know, I, I created this chocolate bar called the Wacky Zacky. I also sold it for like 25 cents. And um, it's all because my mom just, you know, let me Encouraged play on the st- stove and and, <laughs> and melt chocolate and burn. You can easily burn chocolate. You and so I learned to help with like unsweetened chocolate and adding sugar and how to make candy. And then eventually I got this recipe that kind of worked. You're making and your own candy? Yeah, yeah, and so like that was fascinating to me. Yeah. I want to be like Willy Wonka or something, I'm sure. But and it's very enterprising. Yeah, exactly. So my mom let me, um, you know, play around with different recipes, and I it fail. I failed a lot, right? Like you, you try to the candy doesn't harden, and it's like, oh, it turns out you have to get it to a certain temperature, and so you try again, and you get it to that certain temperature. Now the candy, you know, it hardens and it stuff so, like solidifies that. Solidifies on time. Exactly. And same thing with chocolate. You can bur- easily burn chocolate. And if you want to do unsweetened chocolate, this is how much sugar you add in. And so you start working with different recipes and you just keep trying over and over again. Oh. And so it's kind of like that whole idea of, okay, I keep failing, but I keep trying. Yeah. And so that's really instilled in entrepreneurship. Yeah. And so I think that, that helped a lot. Fast yeah. And... Without realizing at the time, like that's what right. it was really doing for me. So. No one was telling you, hey, Zach, if you learn to fail fast and fail often and learn from your mistakes, right. you can be a great entrepreneur. Yeah. One day. My mom's like, like, yeah, here's wow. some unsweetened chocolate. Just just go play on the stove. It's whatever. But no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't burn the house down. Yeah, but. that's a great rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like don't burn the company down. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your new rule? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got two rules. Uh, one, don't burn the company down. Two, see above. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Make sure you have liability insurance, all Seriously, that kind of stuff. And so it's it's a little more grown up now. But <laughs> so go from making chocolate, selling newspapers, sounds like a dream to. Make sure you got your insurance policies in place. Like, yeah. If you just start a company exactly. or any business, make yeah. sure you uh, yes. say hi to a lawyer. If, if I would give any tip for business and starting out, 
look into that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. make sure you're doing things legally. Get liability insurance. Like, we didn't have it for a while. We didn't have cyber liability insurance when we ran into some issues. And so just and just look into that kind of stuff. There, there are some great services out there now that make it really easy for startup entrepreneurs to get insurance. Um, make sure you're doing your accounting right. Um, just be, you know, just read up on it and make sure you're doing everything legally because yeah. it, well, I think, like, it's not so much that you should, like, we all know you shouldn't do things that are illegal, right? Right. But you have to, like, you have to do more than just be pretty sure you're not doing anything yeah. illegal. You have and to get, make sure you're doing due diligence. Right? And, and like, when building a company and, like, entrepreneurship, you don't really think about that kind of stuff. You're just thinking about your product, yeah. what you're trying to sell. You don't really think about, like, the other side of things. And once you reach a certain level, then you're like, oh. I do have to have insurance, and oh, I sh probably should hire this accountant. What made you realize you had to have insurance? Um, <laughs> well, we moved into a new office, a, okay. a, a fairly decent sized office, and um, uh, you need like if somebody like falls or something or hurts themselves in your office, yeah. um, even if it's from sitting down on your couch and it breaking or something, <laughs> like you, you have to have some sort of liability insurance to help cover that. Or otherwise, you know, it can come out of your your own pocket, which could yeah. bankrupt your company. And we also um, had a little issue with um, some cyber uh, yeah. cybersecurity things. Um, since we process um, a lot of payment information, we just had um, a, a little issue. Yeah. And um, so we just had to hire a separate security firm and a, and a law firm to help us with that. Boom. And part of that was ensuring that we had cyber liability insurance in, yeah. in case... And employing that new cyber firm and the law firm was much more expensive than just getting the cyber That is 100% correct. Because yes. right? yes. you had gotten the warning and you're like, no, yes. right? right? Yes. So, yeah, we'll see how the, the financials look at the end of the year. But it, <laughs> we'll it could have saved a lot of money, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, that's why I wanted to have you on here. Because you mm -hmm. had, like, when you put yourself out there, you're going to have those, like, those experiences where you're uh, put to the test, so to speak. Or even literally, where it's like... Yeah, oh, I, and when we found out about that issue, it was, um, I was in San Antonio at a conference, and yeah. I love San Antonio, and I was really excited for the conference, and just having a good time, it was Valentine's weekend, I was there with my girlfriend, and it was also my birthday weekend, and <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going to be a great time, this is, San Antonio, we'll be at the conference, exhibiting at the conference during the day, and then that night we'll have some fun, but then the first day at the conference, I get this message from somebody, and in relation to the cybersecurity thing. Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, no. This yeah. is not good. You don't and, call me for and, to tell me things are hunky-dory. Right. And fortunately, we had um, um, one of our employees there to, to work the booth. Boom. But um, so I had to go back to the hotel room, and I was just like, I honestly don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> There's not like a, a book you open, and it says, okay, these are the steps you take. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Um, just reached out to a law firm, a cybersecurity firm, and they kind of just guided us yeah. um, along the way. So it's thankfully those firms exist. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it was a bummer, but it was in it. I, I remember that night just thinking like, okay, what's next? Like, what can I do? Like, it, yeah. if, if this ruins Ludus, if it's a really big, if it's a really big issue, yeah. like, like you can't go, what's my next, what's my next venture? Like <laughs> I was already thinking like a step ahead. I'm like, okay, what's next? Like, like this is my livelihood. So like, what, well, where do I go from here? Fortunately, it wasn't as bad as okay. I thought it was going to be, but it was still a hit. For so, me. all right. So like, what was, what would you have done and what was the plan of action that you took that ended up working in the end? 
I mean, well, I guess you got the, you sought out the right counsel. Yeah. Right. You're like, I have a cyber problem, so I'm gonna call the cyber guys, basically. Right. Yeah, I, I think, to be completely honest, um, I think we um, actually handled the situation better than most companies. We didn't try shoving anything <laughs> under the rug or um, that kind of thing. We yeah. were just, we admitted to it and we were open and honest with our customers. And fortunately, uh, we didn't lose any customers over it. You didn't I, lose I, a customer? No, we did not. And, nice. and I think what's great about that um, that just shows that number one, we built a great product, yeah. Um, but also that we have a great relationship with our customers. Well, six hundred schools, man. Right, and and I think that we were open and honest about it and just said, hey, look, we realized it's an issue. Yeah. There, we made a mistake, um, you know, in our security, and this really hurts. Mm-hmm. And you know, we understand that it's screwing over some of your patrons, but we are working as hard as we possibly can to fix this and ensure that yeah. Ludus is stronger moving forward. Yeah. And so I think they really appreciated that. How did um, you communicate that? Like, you just sent emails and phone calls, like you were trying to... They, it, it was more so they were tipped off by their own patrons and then yeah. they would write into us. And they then we kind of had like a, a template of what we would say. This is before like the law firm came along. So I, like maybe they could have <laughs> gave us like a more legal way of saying it, but we were, I, maybe that that's what helped us. It's just like we wrote in normal human language saying it, it wasn't legalese. It would just, it just said, you know, hey, look, we, we are aware, we are sorry, and we are working to fix this. There is obviously something um, wrong from a security aspect, but, yeah. you know, and we were honest, you know, we switched payment processors to a completely different um, payment processor, Stripe. Um, fortunately, I had some connections to Silicon Valley, so we became a Stripe certified, or a, a, what is it, like a verified Stripe member or something like that, and um, which is a great program um, where you get some extra support and your customers also get extra support from a payment side of things. Okay. Um, so we, we took some extra steps, and I think in the end it made Ludus stronger. Yeah. Verified Partner is the name of it. Stripe Verified Partner. But Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, so legal department came in, and they said you had you had to say these things, or they strongly recommend, suggested that you said these things? So, like, initially it was just me responding and yeah, trying to from figure the heart. out. Yeah, before, yeah, right. Before we um, had, like, the law firm come in, yeah. and basically what they um, were able to do is – they took over all communication oh, with um, like the different card companies because you had to report to law did enforcement. Did you get to talk to most of your customers? Like, did you get to talk to over fifty percent of your own customers? Well, the, it, what was great about it is it actually only affected a small portion of our customers, oh, okay. customers. and so it Sweet. wasn't as big of an issue. It didn't affect all six hundred. Did you get to talk at the to all of them um, before the legal? Or did... Yeah, most of them. Um, okay. Most of them, the bigger customers that noticed. Um, there were some that like maybe had one patron affected and so they didn't gotcha. really notice um we have to talk to law enforcement well it depends it, yeah it really depends you have to submit um and for it depends on the situation i think in our case we didn't have to submit to law enforcement but you do have to um, submit a report to all the attorney generals in every state that patrons what? were affected um you also <laughs> have to um, submit a report to all the card companies. You have to do pen, uh, a pen test. Um, you have a pen to do test? So it's basically, it's actually called a penetration test, but I just call it a pen test. Yeah, but, you can uh, test much better. <laughs> yeah. And if you created that, if you're listening to this, <laughs> you know, reassess some things. <laughs> and so, yeah, so I just, they just call it a pen test, but it, it is called called that um but uh and so you have to do that so basically it's just a they 
Basically, you hire, hire a separate cybersecurity firm mm -hmm. um, to go in and try to hack your website. And so they oh. find all the vulnerabilities, and yeah. then they say, okay, these are the vulnerabilities and how to fix them, um, which is quite a process. And you also have to get an SAQ, which is for the card companies and payment SAQ? processors. I forget what it stands for, but it's just like a payment processing verification security mm. measure type thing, mm. report. And so really there there is a lot when it comes to <laughs> yeah. to payments and yeah. cybersecurity and so it's really important from the beginning if you're starting a web company to just spend the extra ten thousand dollars to get all the testing done and, and ensure that you're good to go because ten thousand dollars of insurance is more is less expensive it did cost more than that yeah everything else. so like everything yeah. combined yeah, we wouldn't need that, that but yeah. like just, just no that yeah. seems like a lot but yeah. the alternative yeah is a lot more. Right, exactly. <laughs> and so... Well, that's sweet that you're able to, you know, overcome those things and, you know, you took yeah, the right path of, I, of taking action, basically. Yeah, I, I'm not happy it happened at all, but I'm, I'm glad that Ludus is stronger because of it. Boom. Um, so, yeah. yeah. What were you going to do if you didn't work out? If it, like... You mean, like, if it bankrupt the company? Yeah, if you were just like, yeah, sorry, guys, like... Don't come in on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that was, I mean, that would be just a, that would be horrible. I wouldn't even know. Uh, oh, I did think about it. Because you said you were thinking about it. I was it. ready. You, I was ready. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I have other ideas written down. Like, gotcha. I, I always know what's next, but yeah, um, that's not what I wanted. I, I really love Ludus and where it's mm. heading, so definitely not what I wanted. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, there's something, too, um, keeping those... Uh, other goals and ideas kind of like to yourself beforehand because otherwise I'll be like hey Zach are you like are you a McDonald's uh you know franchisee yet and you're like no no I'm like okay I'm waiting on it but meanwhile you should just be focusing on Ludus yeah exactly exactly yep and and so I I did keep my focus on Ludus um 100 yeah. and you know just work through it and unfortunately we had some a great team of people that were able to help us um Get through that situation so. boom i think think and grow rich talks about how like if you uh like the bigger the kind of obstacle or challenge the like bigger the thing is next after for you <laughs> you know what i mean of course you'll have an even bigger challenge after that but what comes even after that one is even more awesomeness for yeah. you hopefully yeah and hopefully it's and, that, and it's, it's this is a 2019 thing so i'm really just looking forward to a new decade and 2020 <laughs> new decade new uh, me i feel like it's going to be my decade so and ludus's <laughs> decade so i'm really looking forward the decade to it. of ludus yeah so we just get through now. one bad storm and you know and we'll see what's next yeah so you're mostly focused on theater programs and some mm -hmm. um, like high schools and local ones as well when they when they transfer over yeah, so we um, so we focus on performing arts. So we there's music departments performing like arts. choir, oh, so orchestra, band, and then dance, and then there's um, theater, which is usually uh, separate. Um, I always tell people theater when I tell about your company. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> we have a lot of theater programs. So performing but now arts. it's about fifty fifty music departments and theater programs. Really? And uh, yeah, so that's our main focus. Do you ever um, go to the events yourself? Local schools, yes. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of local schools. Okay. Um, most of them, like in like the Holland area where we're based, um, they they use Ludus. And in Kalamazoo area, yeah. Kalamazoo, Michigan has a lot of. Was that just organic, or was it like, listen, guys, we need to dominate our backyard before we go, you know, everywhere else? Or organic, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, it was it. It's interesting. Um, we've really built a great group of customers. So basically. Yeah. 
you built the I don't know 100% how we did it, but we turned them into advocates. And mm. so they fight for Ludus. And so they're like, there's a, a Facebook oh, group. Okay. Yeah, so there's a Facebook group, and it's all theater directors. Uh -huh. And it's like 20,000 theater directors. Yep. And sometimes we will go on there and go, hey, I'm looking for a ticketing program. Okay. And uh, so people will go on there and say, you know, a competitor's name, but they also will go on and fight for us too. Really? And so we have quite a few customers that do that. Yeah, because they'll see like, they'll like this XYZ competitor is number one, right? Yeah. And you'll have people on well, there who'll be like, no. Yeah, we're getting to number one now. Lutus is number one. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And your, your advocates are doing that for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. For your customers. Yep. Like yep. They're getting online and they're saying, no, exactly. Yeah, they're fighting let for me us. tell you, they're Lutus advocates. Is one. And, and exactly. And now they even, we had somebody with like a, a support question, like yeah. right into the forum with a question specifically about Ludus. And Wait, so, what forum? Uh, so oh, this the, theater group. Cause, the like, theater so, group forum? Yeah, so basically they had a question about Ludus, specifically how to do something within the Ludus um, software. Yeah. And our users jumped in and offered their support, so peer support. <laughs> they just like, Customers to customers, not writing into <laughs> us, not company to customer support, cu customer to customer support. I've never and, even heard of that before. Yeah, so it's... It's really cool to see, especially since we didn't like create that group or anything. It's all yeah. organic. And so we finally got to that tipping point um, where we these customers have become advocates. So Yeah. Did you ever think about getting a nine to five? Uh, Did you ever think about getting a nine to five? Oh, a nine to five job. Nine to five job. Oh, have I? Oh, I thought you were talking about like our, our office hours are 10 to five. So I was like, oh. Oh, well, I mean, the extra hour, I don't know. But, oh, it's let um, my people sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my, I started web programming when I was 12 years old. Yeah. Um, I started on GeoCities and I actually Wait, didn't even start like programming. It was just How did like, you just start that when you're 12? Somebody told me about it. Okay. Um, and so, um, I signed up for GeoCities and GeoCities. Yeah. So it was a Yahoo owned property and so it was a website builder oh. and drag and drop actually. And so I just started just building websites without any coding or anything but yeah. i was like this is the dragon oh, this stuff. is yeah 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 and like squarespace it's is a lot yeah but like way different back yeah. then it was like these websites were like black backgrounds like windows text windows flashing. 95 yeah like little um like counters that told you how many people visited the website like all these cool things but um <laughs> all these cool things that the, just don't the, exist anymore yeah they don't the web is way <laughs> different than when it was yeah. um, when people were building GeoCities websites but it, i think it had more personality back then yeah, and that makes sense. Um, so I just started building it, and I discovered like advertising networks, and so I just put an ad on the website, and I clicked on it, and I was like, and then I looked at my earnings, it was like two cents. I'm like, oh my god, like I can make money from the internet from building websites. At twelve. Yeah. So wait, so you you, had, you built a website, and then you like you embedded an ad onto it. An ad, it? an advertising network. I'm pretty sure you can't do that at 12 years old. I'm pretty sure you have to probably be 18 to sign up for an advertising <laughs> network, but I did it anyways. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And <laughs> I was like, two cents. I was like, oh my gosh, like that is amazing. And so I went to the library and I just started reading up on like just HTML and CSS um, and JavaScript. Well, and I just started teaching myself that like a way. Good twelve year old that went to the library. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I started teaching myself, and I built this website um, off of WordPress called Twitbase. And this was during um, when Twitter was starting um, to rise up in like two thousand nine, two thousand eight. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it's like when Oprah joined and Ashton Kutcher and all that. And so it started becoming mainstream. And so all these these developers, just independent developers, would build apps for Twitter. So like back then there wasn't a way to retweet things. There wasn't a way to easily like mm. favorite or keep track of your favorites and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. people would build these third-party tools to to improve upon Ludus using their API, or I mean approve upon Twitter to improve their API. Yeah. And... Um, so yeah, and so the the tech blogs would um, would cover these these apps. Like every day, there would be like five to ten Twitter applications covered, and like there needs Whoa. to be a way to like categorize and um, put these into a database so people can search them easily. Like, so yes, I want an app that does X. Yeah, exactly. All the X ones. Exactly, and just for Twitter. And so I created Twitbase.com, and um, Pete Cashmore of Mashable loved it. Um, he was the founder and CEO of Mashable. And this is in two thousand eight. Yeah. 2008, 2009. So you're something. 14. Yeah, 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 around there. Yeah, yeah, 13, whatever. 14. Yeah, eighth grade. Yeah, yeah. So I was 14, eighth grade. Yep, exactly. 2008, yep. eighth grade. Yep, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and um, and so Pete Pete loved it, and then I emailed Pete like maybe. So, oh, also sold ads on it and sold out of ads like 50 bucks a pop, and there was like 10 ads on it. I'm like, well, oh was, man, holy shit! So you created. Mm-hmm. A, a thing where people can cat, they can find the app yes. that they need to do whatever yes. they're trying to do on Twitter. So basically, I would scour the the tech blogs and yeah. I would put them into the database, the Twitbase, and I would maybe review them, maybe yeah. write up a little review, um, and then just put them into the database. And people would literally log into the website and find Twitter apps. I'm like, oh, Whoa. that's cool. And then you put ads on there. It. Yeah. Then I put ads Is on. Is that there. the only way you monetize it through the ads? Yes. Okay, but you were monetizing it. Yeah, at and it was like selling out. Like I would put add, like I would maybe add like an additional eight blocks or whatever. Right, eight there, yeah, probably yeah, probably about eight blocks, and then I would do like then I maybe added like a header banner, and that sold out. And like, oh my gosh, it's like what is going on here? Like I'm actually making money off of this thing. Yeah, and um, so that was really cool, and so I learned a lot through that. And so then I wrote Pete Cashmore at Mashable and I said, hey, look. Uh, I think I want to sell this thing. Who's this Pete guy? He's the founder of Mashable. He's the founder of Mashable. Yeah. You, you, you're emailing the founder yeah. of Mashable yeah, at age 14? Yeah, he was a fan 14. of Twitface, yeah. How'd you find out he was a fan? He reviewed it. What? He wrote it up on Mashable. He wrote it up on Mashable? Yeah, they did like this. This 14-year-old's like, website yeah. that but does this is so back, wonderful? Back then, though, they Mashable were writing. wasn't Mashable. It was Mashable, it was but they were, they were covering so many different things related okay. to Twitter. Like, Twitter was the hot thing. Back yeah. then, like I mean, the Silicon Valley—that's all they could talk about was Twitter, Whoa. and so um, he covered it. Fortunately, and so it was good timing, like using like a, something that's popular and building off of it, and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yeah, you're and basically so, selling shovels during a gold rush. Exactly. Yeah, in a, in a way, yeah, and um, so really, um, you know, built it for it. Probably wasn't that long. I probably sold it after five, six months. Wait, so you told um, Pete that you wanted to sell it? Yeah. And so he, then he wrote another blog post saying that Twitbase is for sale. Ooh, I started getting what? these. I started getting these um, these bids from people, and we ended up selling it to somebody in India. We, you and Pete. I mean, no, I did. Yeah. It was actually all by myself. I'm used to saying we, but um, yeah. it was by myself. Good man, and but sold it to somebody in India, and um, or no, Saudi Arabia maybe. For like it was something. Bucks. Like, yeah, and and so I, I'm trying to think. I've worked with people in India, but I, I think I I think they were from Saudi Arabia. But wait, what was um, the range? What, or like it was honestly at 14 years old, it was only a few thousand dollars, but it seemed like a lot of money. Yeah, this is a lot of money when you're 14 years old. <laughs> and I mean, like you're 14, you can buy a car. Like what 16 year old? Yeah, can exactly. Say that? <laughs> and and what I did instead 
is I put it into savings and I took some of it out and I hired savings. somebody to a developer to build like a social network. So it's kind of like <laughs> Twitter. Like 14 years old. Yeah. He put the big pot of gold in the bank. And then I was like, okay, and then you hired next? somebody. I was like, what's next? I gotta keep going. This I'm addicted now. I was like, I gotta keep going. Yeah. And so I did. Uh, I, I I so I hired this person to create something that was basically um, uh, a, a Twitter meets a discussion board, like a forum. And so like you have your updates. Why but you then do it yourself? I didn't know how um, oh. because it it required um, like PHP programming. Server-side programming. HTML. I only knew front-end programming, mm. client-side. So that's I only knew that. So I hired this person to just build this very simple website. Because you had a dream of something else that you couldn't do. Yeah, that. exactly. Exactly. And so they build it, and they you know give me the source code. And I'm like, oh, I need to make some changes. I don't want to keep paying. So I start diving into it, and that's how I taught myself PHP <laughs> and MySQL and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And um, What do those things allow you to do? So basically, it's... It's everything you don't see when you use a website. Okay. So it's all the backend, back-end stuff. So right? like you log into a website, they're using some kind of server-side programming language, like a PHP or okay. there's so many different things out there now. But um, So basically like it, it's what connects that button that you click to something else to do an action. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Like, it's like the process that runs in the background on the server that yeah. says, that pulls your database record for your user, for your user ID that matches your username and password. And then yeah. logs you in that kind of thing, and then everything else, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I saw this GIF. It was like how to make someone think that your program is loading, and it was just like a little like loading bar. Just oh, like, I've done that. But it was just a GIF. Mm-hmm. You, what do yeah. you mean you've done that? Well, <laughs> sometimes people want to feel like things are loading, yeah. even though, like for example, Expedia. You know when like you search on Expedia and it says finding new flights. It's like they already have all the flights listed. They already know. They can pull those up in a few seconds. <laughs> but they make it look like it makes it look smarter. You know, yeah, it, like they're perusing a library yeah, or it something. It makes it feel like the user it makes it feel like the website's working, right? Working ah, for them. It's like and push it. Yeah. So we we and and sometimes it's a great way to like do a, a middleman process where you may need to collect some I don't know. But, it gives you time to collect data. Yeah, exactly. And but um it doesn't take as long as Expedia says it's taking to find those flights. But um, so, yeah, that's just a little web trick that some websites do. That's pretty funny. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so basically the back end stuff is what connects that actual loading bar to what's actually going on, for example. Yeah, pretty right? much. Exactly. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And, and, and everything so, else that you see on the screen. Exactly. And, and so I was able to start teaching myself that just through other people's code by tweaking mm-hmm. it and, and turning it into what I needed it to be. And I started building features and that's how I taught myself PHP. And then all of a sudden this whole new world opened up where I could build applications that Whoa. did things, not just static websites, but actual dynamic websites. Whoa. So wait, what happened to the, um, what you created with what you had, the, what happened to what you hired that guy to do? So Yasm, it was called Yasm, and um, I also ended up selling that. You sold that? Yes, and so I sold bucks again. Uh, I mean a little more. Sweet, but you're learning. Yeah, I think it was like fifteen when I sold it. Maybe I was still fourteen. I don't know. I was, I was very quick at selling things back then. It was like (laughs) uh, I kept going. Yeah, good turnaround time, but it was. I mean, maybe I I, looking back, maybe I should have just stuck with it because I think it was actually a unique product. Really? But um, what did it do? 
It was. You told a little bit about that. Yeah, it basically, you log in and you could start a topic about anything that interested you. Like MySpace. So, yeah, kind of. I like a discussion board. It could. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've used MySpace. Uh, so <laughs> really, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, right. You're not. Yeah. You live live yeah. under a rock. I thought everybody uses it. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and <Me> Tom. <laughs> and yeah, I miss Tom. But uh, now that we just have Mark, he's okay. He's he's kind of cool, but you think he's okay. Yeah, he's okay. I mean, a lot of people hate on him because he's a billionaire now. But uh, <laughs> those pictures of him at Congress really freak me out. Uh, yeah, I watched that. I watched, <laughs> really those, me out. I watched the videos. Yeah, but oh, so you, a whole new world opens up for you where you mm-hmm. can create apps, and now you can do, like you learned how to do. You've learned that you can learn how to do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, this, like I said, a whole new world opens up yeah. and you start seeing the possibilities of what you can add and What's all of a sudden this? you don't have to hire anybody anymore. Now, Whoa. all of a sudden I can just start building whatever I wanted. So I built something called Mabsy.com and it was, Mabsy. do you like Foursquare? What Foursquare is? Like checking into locations. Yeah. Um, so it was that, but for websites. So what? like a website would add the Mabsy button to their website and you could check into the website or check into the article or the webpage the and then it shared to your friends and said, hey, I just checked into this TechCrunch article oh. or I whatever it may so be. You, look, I could go on there and be like, oh, you know, Zach's a pretty cool tech guy. You know, I want to learn more about tech. How about I just go look and see what Zach's been reading about so I can pretty much learn more about yeah, tech. E- yeah, exactly. Something like that. Exactly. And so it was a way to just kind of show people what you were browsing on the internet if you wanted them to see what you were browsing. Yeah. Because uh, most of us want that. <laughs> it was, uh, you it only happened when you click the check in button. Okay. So it was not an automatic thing. Uh, and um, so that was really cool. And you earned, like, there was gamification, um, which I started getting interested in. So it was like a way to. So you're implementing gamification mm-hmm. already. Yeah. I mean, Foursquare was like the. the what I went off of that was my inspiration, but yeah. to in a different area, and so was doing mm-hmm. that. And I think I sold that probably not for much money, but it was kind of cool. It got like some tech blogs. Um, how do you sell wrote this? Like, how do you find someone to sell it? Like, if somebody will come to you, or you money? just go to them and just say, "Hey, like, I'm selling them. this." You just go to like the web store selling market. They like, do have that. It's called Flippa. Um, but <laughs> oh, really? I've never used Flippa, but yeah, they do have that. Oh, because mm-hmm. I'm imagining like. You know that Office episode? You ever watched The Office? Mm-hmm. Where Michael declares bankruptcy? I don't think I remember that episode. So he runs out of money, mm-hmm. and um, his accountant, I think it was like Oscar, is like, like you should probably declare bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He, he walks out into the, the workroom. He goes, I declare <laughs> bankruptcy! <laughs> That's not how you declare bankruptcy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I, like... How do you sell a website? Like it's on, it's online. You know, I mean, you can't just be like, you, I can't just go to like downtown Holland and be like, website for sale. I mean, usually you can like reach out to somebody that maybe is like in the same space. Okay. Um, back then for me, it was just independent people okay. um, that I would sell it to. But um, sometimes people reach out to you, or you can list it for sale on like a website called Flippa. Would you so, find them like from like because you're like learning how to do these things, but in doing so, you're probably like reading articles and seeing people's names, right? So are you reaching out to those people? Yeah, like the like the tech people, you know, yeah. like that I was reading about. Um, no, just because <laughs> like they like you want to reach out to Jack Dorsey. Hey, Jack Dorsey, you want to buy my little website? It's like cause, like the founder of Twitter. You reached out it's to like, Pete, right? But that was a little different because he was the writer. Like he was a journalist. Oh, okay. And 
So you're reading about these big entrepreneurs and uh, they were focused on their own things. So it'd be like little people that were like, hey, yeah, I'll take on this little side project or something. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I still did that and um, just kept moving forward. And Okay. Yeah. Like, because you had a stint in Portland, Oregon, right? Yeah. You had like garage doors open. <laughs> you told me about it. It was yeah. like right when we graduated high school. Yeah, well, it was when I was 16, so okay. we were still in high school, in 17, um, or 16, 17, and so I was flying out there um, for like a week at a time sometimes during school. Um, <laughs> I don't know how the teachers felt about that, but... Um, it doesn't matter. At least I was doing something, and... <laughs> at least you're doing something. Yeah, yeah. You weren't, uh, you weren't joining gangs or starting no. any gangs. You're more the type to start a gang. Exactly. I was just partying out in Portland. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Trying my first craft beer. Yeah, we... we I... Uh, so this this guy, um, Kyle, came to me and said, um, hey, I want to build this website. Like, and, I like your style, kid. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we had a mutual connection at a university of Michigan. And so I was intro to him. You knew someone at the University of Michigan? Yeah. He was, I think he was a user of Yasm or something. Oh, okay. Um, I forget how we were connected. But he, yeah. he introed us and Kyle was like, hey, I have this idea for a way to like relive experiences online. And like a way to upload your ticket stubs and view photos at events and stuff and see other people that were there and mm. and all that kind of stuff. So shared memories of experiences like concerts and, and whatever yeah. it may be and conferences or whatever. And um, like, yeah, that's a cool idea. And so we start building it and we get into the Wyden and Kennedy incubator program called Pi. Mm. And um, they, you know, give you a little bit of money for equity and you start building it and they give you a lot of resources. Like we toured Google headquarters and went to Palo Alto and all that kind of stuff. At age 16. Yeah. And so it was really cool to see like that world that I always read about on TechCrunch. Whoa. And. Yeah, you're um, seeing it. Yeah, exactly. It's seeing real. It in like real life. Right. There. This is, it's like this Google is where they actually do it. exists as an actual building. It's not just some website. <laughs> and, um, and so we started building it and it. You know, it, it was a cool product, and it actually was kind of cool. Eventually, it morphed into something where you could, like, draw a radius over any, like, area of the world, mm -hmm. and it would start pulling in photos and things in real time. Mm -hmm. And then you could, like, see other people that are in the area or at that concert. Mm -hmm. And that like was kind of cool. Instagram kind of does that now. Yeah, exactly. You, you we used Instagram's like... API oh, you did? back then, yeah. And um, so it was real time. It was really cool, actually. What's an API? So it's an application programming interface. Okay. So basically it allows you as a developer to pull data from interface. other applications. So like oh. Instagram, oh. Um, you can you know pull photo photos from their, their database or whatever. You can? Yeah. I mean, huh. you have to get authentication and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Well, so earlier you said that you had some, like, so you're going through these woes with Ludus, right? Mm -hmm. And you're like, luckily I had some connections in Silicon Valley and mm -hmm. like went to the next subject as if that wasn't a big deal. Now, <laughs> so connections in Silicon Valley, did that come from this trip you just told me about? Or like, how did you get? Over time, people? I think it was like a little bit through Yasm. Yasm was like, uh, had like a TechCrunch article. And mm. when we launched like version 2.0, it was like a whole TechCrunch article, which is kind of cool. And, and so you start getting these connections just from... People Either, there are reaching out to you. Yeah, and like they're or they're using Ludus, and you're like, oh, we really like this product and that kind of stuff. And so, just you know, you start just communicating with people and um, like-minded people, that kind of thing. Other people building products, and you just you know use each other's products, and you're like, oh, this is cool, whatever. And you keep in touch, and or you just follow each other each other on social media, and you know keep up to date. It's like, and hey, how's it going? Yeah, Reaching exactly, out. and. 
So like with the Ludus thing, the connection I had out there, um, I was like, look, we, we need to become a Stripe Verify partner. Like we are processing way too much money to just be a small little customer that doesn't get any attention. Like we, we handle too much money right now and I can't have it where all of a sudden like, you know, Stripe shuts off our service mm. and I don't have anybody to contact or something like that, you know? So I needed some safety measures for Stripe to, Verify. Exactly. And so, so I reached difference. out to them and I said, hey, do you have any connection at Stripe? And so he introduced me to somebody and you know, within the week, <laughs> we became a Stripe Verified partner. And so, which Wait, how long does it take a normal person to get into be a Stripe Verified? I don't know. I mean, like, I think you can apply for it, um, but you have to have a certain level of like processing volume and be a certain kind of company. Yeah. So, yeah. Huh. <laughs> so it was cool though. It was, it was great. Cool. It was great that I, I was very fortunate to have that connection in that time where I really needed it. So. Yeah. No kidding, dude. It's kind of like digging your well before you're thirsty. Yeah. You know, reaching out to people, saying hi. <laughs> I started kind of doing something similar to that called six-minute networking, mm-hmm. where you take six minutes out of your day. What's up, Zach? How's it going? Like, I think I've even reached out to you yeah, that way yeah. a few times. Yeah. We're like, let's get together, have some coffee. Yeah. Sounds good, man. You yeah. Know, and boom. Absolutely. And I, I think that's great. I mean, it, you don't have to just get connections to get something out of it. Yeah. You know, it's just good to just have people in your network and yeah. people you just chat with you don't have to like take from them that's what i'm saying so like, i'm just like genuinely curious about yeah. what you do i don't know 100 percent what you do but you do it really <laughs> well and for that reason i keep saying hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and you're a cool guy <laughs> to boot <laughs> yeah no that's some pretty crazy um thing about just because like it's like whatever you kind of like focus on you know what i mean like you focus on people that are being successful, you focus on, um, like for in your case, focusing on developing web applications, whether they're mm-hmm. websites or, and it turns into something cool eventually. Yeah, exactly. And and now, I mean, my love is just building companies and building a company, but ah. yeah. So. Yeah. So, because you've built, yeah, because Lutus was just a, a program at first, right? Yeah. It was and then it was like a program with some customers. Mm-hmm. But, but now it's like it's a company. It's a company now. What's the difference between a company and a website that's got customers? A website you can just pocket all the money into your own personal bank account, <laughs> and yeah. now it's just like, oh man, I have to do like QuickBooks, and I have to hire an accountant, and I have to do all this, and file tax like legal taxes and unemployment insurance for our employees, and all that kind of stuff. And so it's a lot different. It's not just building a web application anymore, which mm. I love it because you love like it. I. I mean, my passion is, is entrepreneurship. Um, oh. It's not web programming. So it's ah. um, web programming is just a tool I use to build what I need as an entrepreneur. So it makes sense. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> that's kind of a powerful thing. I'm like, it's like hitting me like, whoa, 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 <laughs> that's powerful. I mean, I went to school for management and entrepreneurship. Yeah. Right? And I, did, I, mean, I could have gone for computer class. Or did you learn some things? I think I learned some things. Um, I just... I don't know. Like, I would prefer to just be out in the real world doing stuff. Yeah, because I remember <laughs> yeah. right before graduating, people were asking you, or you were telling me that people were asking you, Zach, what do you do after graduating? You're like, exactly same, what I do yeah, now, exactly. except not school. Yeah, like <laughs> what, like exams I don't have to worry about, homework. Yeah. Like, now I can just focus 100%. I remember, like, between classes, I would be doing, like, customer support emails. Some classes, if I could have my computer out, um, I would be doing customer support in class. It's like... Man, this is my, my passion and this is what I love, but I'm <laughs> yeah. too far into school. I got to finish it all. I got to show that I Good can finish you. it and yeah. that kind of thing. So, yeah. Yeah. What did you learn from school? 
Um, that's a great, great question. Um, I, uh, that, I'm always stumped on that you, question. You said that you learned some stuff. Like, I was like, it was a waste of time. It's you defended to, like, school right away. It's hard to pinpoint. I mean, like, if, if I'm in a certain situation, I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, once in this class we did this uh, project or something like that. Those little nuanced things. Yeah. But it's like, a lot of times it was like, okay, I could have just read a book and learned that entire class in a book. Yeah. But um, I was here. I got my degree, the same yeah. degree that everybody else gets. But um, I know it was. It was kind of a mix for me too. Like, yeah, it was, like, it was like really cool. You know, I mean, it was cool. I got a degree. Yeah. You know, some people don't get the opportunity. Some people don't get to finish. You know, I, I guess some people like quote unquote don't have what it takes or whatever. I mean, yeah. Sure. And 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 my parents, you know, we had an agreement where they helped pay for half of college, and so nice. I appreciate that and yeah. I'm grateful for that. So it's I don't regret going to college or anything like that. Yeah. I think in the end it was a. A learning experience and I, I grew as a person yeah uh, through college just it's hard for me to pinpoint exactly where Makes that sense. was just because like I was also doing a lot of learning outside of class mm. so. I mean I'm sure they kind of had some synergies where it's like you kind of hear about this subconsciously while you're doing your emails yeah <laughs> you know, but you hear a, a type of topic right and you're out yeah. in the real world and, and oh how or like th- saying maybe, like maybe I try it this way there was a lot of times where I'm like that's dumb it's like in school or yeah in school like you know saying you need to interview a thousand potential customers to see if your product is good i'm like no you don't just build the product if it's something you would use or a few people say they would use just start building it and then you can you know iterate on it but don't waste your time just trying to find out if people are going to use it just build it and see if they use it (laughs) right yeah so like the entrepreneurship class has spent so much time in just like interviewing people that aren't even your customers. Just figure it. And so many people don't know if they're going to use your product just through questions. They need to see it and use it. Yeah. That's when they know. I hate surveys, dude. And yeah, exactly. So don't do the survey thing. Just build it. Just go for it and build it. Don't waste your time on trying yeah. to figure out if people are going to use it. Um, eventually, you know, you have to, if people aren't using it, then you got to be smart enough to call it quits. That's funny. But I've taken just, that those classes yeah. that, you were talk, that you were talking about. Go interview, you know... I expect that you guys interview at least 500 people. Yeah, exactly. People. Like, yeah, whatever the number was, I'm like, all right. how the... You know how we're you... going to fail, right? <laughs> right? First of all. Right. Second of all, imagine you sitting there like, yeah, you have to do this. And like and, you've sold right. products and at what like, number, several times. And what, at what number do you decide that people want to... Is it like 30% of people say yes? Is it Does that have to be over 50%? And like, where do you draw that line? Yeah. It's great for finding like a, a niche But you market, move the line if you're the one doing the survey. Like, right, exactly. You can kind of... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, oh man. Uh, so there were just a lot of times where I'm like, oh, that's kind of dumb. You shouldn't do it that way. Just go for mm-hmm. it. Um, I, I think it actually scared a lot of people to get into entrepreneurship because yeah. there were so many barriers to actually just build a product. Yeah. There's just like so much market research like, in those. There's enough barriers already when you're trying to actually do it. The, yeah. Let alone creating a barrier to thinking about it. Yeah, exactly. It. And like those, like, like those diagrams, the. The you know what I'm talking about yeah business model canvas yeah the business model canvas product I'm like, market okay fit. I've done like 50 of these in all my classes I get it I don't need to keep doing the business model canvas <laughs> let me just build my product and then there were other times where like I was we had to like come up with a product and you had to come up with like four completely different versions of your product and I had this one idea for like um, an email client of sorts but it wasn't really it was a messaging application and I was like oh it'd be kind of fun to just 
build it for a class I'm not actually going to do it in real life. <laughs> and Whoops. I go up there and it's like, it was like different layouts for the same product. It was like different ways of like using it. But he's like, no, it has to be completely different. I'm like, no. It's like, I already know what I want to build. Hmm. And I've done this a million times. I know what I'm doing. It's like. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. That makes but, sense. Yeah. It reminds me of that meme where it's like, um, hey, do you do you know how to do your taxes? And the kid's just like, Soka Toa. <laughs> like, what? No, like, you need to learn about health insurance. And the kid's yeah. just like, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. <laughs> Stuff like that, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's pretty cool, dude. No, it's really cool hearing your story doing those things. I mean, because yeah. you don't hear about people doing it. And then I think earlier we said something about like, you know, you kind of said it almost under your breath, but it was like getting a degree that everybody else got. You got one with like, you're sitting with like 4,000 well, people. The, the thing is, it's like, um, I didn't take school as seriously as some other people. And so, yeah. like, if they got an A, maybe I got a C or something. Sure. But in the end, like, I literally just got the same degree as you. Yes. And you put in more work than I did while I was actually focusing on my business. Yes. And so it's like, you know, I looked at it that way. Obviously, and employers are not that many look at your GPA anymore. Yeah. And so it's like, I had to decide, like, what was most important. Was it this homework due tomorrow? Or is it responding to this customer and something they need for mm. Ludus? And I think if I would have ignored those <laughs> That's people back then equation. and those customers, we wouldn't have the great customers that we have today and we wouldn't continue to grow. Um, so it was really helping me lay the groundwork. I just had to find that line between yeah. work and school. Yeah. So like, huh. So are you just like doing your thing or is there is there something to um, being an entrepreneur because... Not everybody is doing it. It's because it's been my passion my entire life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think there's a lot of um, uh, entrepreneurs that are that really love the idea of entrepreneurship. Yeah. But they're scared to actually take the jump, and mm. or they they want to be labeled an entrepreneur, but they're not really doing much to do it. Yeah. And, um, I would, I would say that I finally have gotten to the point where I can honestly call myself an entrepreneur Boom. just based on all my experience. Um, well, and, you did it before, though. Um, they would have called I, you an entrepreneur I, in high school. Yeah, they did. And I, I think I even had it in my bio. That's what I wanted to be. Right. And but you didn't think of yourself as that. Not necessarily. I mean, I... Like TechCrunch, for example, like TechCrunch wrote an article and it was like top 10 teen entrepreneurs to watch. And I was on the list. And I was <laughs> like, okay, well, maybe I'm an entrepreneur because I was selling websites. And so that way, might prove it. If, that, if, yeah, if TechCrunch well, like, does this, you're I was an like, In a way, I am. I just like, I want to prove myself before I actually say that I'm this thing. Yeah. And even though maybe I listed it on my Twitter bio or something, like that's what I wanted. I yeah. think there was a lot more to prove. And I have a lot more to go, like mm -hmm. ways to go. Um, but I, I would say that, you know, finally, I, I have an entrepreneur, a degree in entrepreneurship, so I must be an entrepreneur. But um, I, I you actually I think, got a degree in entrepreneurship. Yeah, I double majored. I tell everybody I know that the people who get degrees in entrepreneurship are not the ones who become entrepreneurs. I know. That's why I tell people all the time. But I was already. Now, an I, can't, I can't say that anymore. I was already an entrepreneur <laughs> before I decided to get that degree. It was just like my it's where I my passion, my love. So it was yeah. like. Um, I, I could enjoy the class. I remember being more. in class and you have to go around and be like, hi, I'm Michael. I'm, yeah. I'm a, I'm a you know, CIS major. 
um, I'm, I want to be a, um, a CFO one day, whatever. It's never a CFO. It's like I want to be a whatever. And anyways, this kid goes, hi, I'm Michael. And um, yeah, I don't know. Um, my major's entrepreneurship. Um, I'm going to be an entrepreneur one day. Uh, <laughs> you say that to a girl and they're like, oh, so you're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> if they're smart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the girls so. that you actually want in your life are going to be like, uh, bye. <laughs> Yeah. So, you don't want to be like, oh, oh, he's an entrepreneur. He must be Jeff Bezos. No. Like, yeah, mom, I drive him to work. So what? <laughs> yeah. So what, mom? Someday. Yeah, his rap album is fire. Yeah, right. But and but there's there are and, and not to say like obviously you have to start somewhere. You do want to be so, aspirational, right? And you have to start somewhere. So like if you're literally trying to start a business, mm. you are an entrepreneur. But if you're just sitting around reading books about entrepreneurship and yep. scared to and telling other people about the books, about right? Exactly, <laughs> and yeah, exactly, exactly. And then like you're scared to start working on your project outside of your nine to five. You're not an entrepreneur. You're just somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur. Boom. So, but you shouldn't just quit your job. No. And just be an entrepreneur. No, don't. I mean, those those stories like it it can happen, but <laughs> play it. There, there comes a time like you have don't to, tell the people it could happen. You, like, well, there's like <laughs> the, there's like risk, obviously, in entrepreneurship, and okay, like yeah. that's the thrill of it, to be completely honest. But um, sometimes you also have to be smart. Sometimes you, know? you have to be smart. Yeah. How so? You, you just have to know know when to pull the trigger when and to hold so, them, when to fold them. Exactly. I was going to use that. You were? I was going to say something like that too. But My favorite. You got to know when to zig and when to zag. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's a great one. Yeah. yeah. Like it's like, it's, it's, it's like in, in Vegas, you're at a slot machine. Like you, you, you have to know when to quit. Yeah. Like when you keep losing and losing, like just quit before you lose everything. <laughs> but, um, so don't quit your job, that kind of thing. But yeah. if, if you notice your product is starting to go somewhere or you have the opportunity to raise money, yeah. um, or just angel and angel investments, and it's actually a pro something that could turn into an actual company. Yeah. Go for it. So those are, those are some indicators yeah. that you shouldn't quit. Well, yeah. Or if people are like, if people start using whatever you're building and you're like, okay, there's an opportunity here. Maybe I should start pursuing investment or something. So it's kind of like you're doing your thing in your own world. And if you put it out to the world and the world gives you positive feedback on it, yeah. you should probably keep doing it, even if it's hard. Yeah. Overcome but, those challenges. But use your nine to f or your job as like your safety net for a while. Yeah. You know, just ensure that you don't. And it also depends on your age, like it, or your where you are, your risk level, where you're at risk in life. tolerance. Yeah, and where you're at in life. If you have a wife and kids, don't just quit your job to work on something you haven't even started working on yet. Please. But if you're like in high school or you're in college and you don't really have any bills, to just build it, just go for it right then and there. That's the best time to do it. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But then there's indicators of when you should quit. Yeah. Uh, those. Those. I think. Really have you had? Very, have you ever had to quit, or have all your ideas been genius? Um, I get bored easily. Okay. So if I get oh. bored with a product, then I know okay, it's not really it. Oh, because um, what excites you is you, you can see yeah. it being big. But right? the other thing, it's like with Ludus, for example. Yeah. It. I mean, now that we're at five years, we're really starting to notice like um, really impressive growth. And like we've we've been growing, but it this is like now at the point where we're like okay, now we have the resources to start doing, to start growing even faster and start hiring people to help with that. And Whoa. but if I at one year I'd said oh we only have three customers, 
I and I gave up, then there would be no lose today. So it's really you just really have to feel it Wait, out. You had three customers at the end of the first year. It was uh, 2014. We probably had maybe five to ten customers because we were like. Yeah. We weren't really selling it. It was just like local schools and stuff. Like, hey, we saw that Holland's using it. Can we use it? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll set it up for you. And now it's just like you go to lose.com, click start selling tickets, and you can build it yourself, your website, your ticketing portal. And so, it, but it was a lot different than, I um, mean, we weren't really selling it. Wait, it so just, I can just go on lutus.com and just start selling tickets to my event? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? It's super easy. So if I got an event, like, like an Eventbrite? In a way, yeah. It's a little, it's. Eventbrite is like event to yeah. event type thing. And yeah. ours is like you're doing, you know, a, a show, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang or something. And yeah. you have 10 show times. But what if like, I'm doing like a curated networking event? Yeah, you can. I mean, anybody can go online and sell tickets. Um, it's a great ticketing system. Does it give me like a website to use? Yeah. Like, you, so you get a ticketing portal, your own address, and you can customize it, change the colors, upload photos, all that kind of stuff. Really? Um, What's my web portal address? Whatever you want it to be. Can it be, is it like Luciano? Yeah, .ludus.com. Dot, exactly. Yep. Really? Yep, exactly. And so you can put all your events on there and that kind of stuff. Can I um, do a website on there anyway without having to sell tickets? Go for it. Really? We. I mean, you can sell free tickets too. Or really? you can do, add, like, a, we call them add-ons, but additional items that aren't ticketed, like yeah. non-ticketed items, that kind of stuff. Whoa. Um, collect donations. Yeah. So, I mean, because you had, you had, I think you started out kind of like Instagram, where in the fact you just did this one thing in the beginning, right? But we didn't sell to Facebook for a billion dollars. So. No, <laughs> but what were you saying? <laughs> well, beginning with Instagram. Now, like Instagram's all right. Like I think it's still the premier one, but like having all the stories and all the ads and stuff like that, like it's not what it was. And I think no, what, what, and that is like just the natural progression of yes. the service. Especially when you start bringing on new customers and they have different processes or different needs. Yeah. And so, like, the first four years, three years, uh, no, definitely four years, um, were kind of painful. It would be like, um, we really want to offer this kind of discount. We want to do buy one, get one free. I'm like, oh, we don't have a way to do that. So now I have to build a way to do that. <laughs> or we need a way to hold seats. Well, we don't have a way to do that. So we have to build a way to do that. Yeah. And fortunately, um, you know, I'm fast at programming and I was able to build a lot of features ah. in and make changes on the fly. Yeah. And so our customers kind of felt like they were a part of Ludus and building Ludus. That seems like a great way to build advocates. It is. It is. And so a lot of those customers, we we have a lot. A, most of the customers from the beginning days, unless there's like a change in theater director or something, or, yeah, um, are still our customers. And so um, it's it's they're loyal and they love huh. Ludus because they they're a part of Ludus. And even our newer customers are a part of Ludus because they're able to write in with feedback and we're actually willing to take that feedback and improve upon Ludus. So, Holy cow, man. Yeah, so it's a lot different than what it used to be. Yeah. But five years later, you know, we have a product that really fits the needs for most customers, so. Yeah, because you've been, now, do you do every single thing that they suggest no. or is it? No, I mean, we, we add enough them to, people are asking for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, so it's, it's kind of weird I don't know how this works. Um, it's uh, the universe is kind of weird, maybe. Yeah. Um, so like one person will write in with an idea, and then all of a sudden, like the same week, two other people write in with the same idea. I'm like, but you guys never brought this up before, and now all of a sudden you're bringing this up. That's it's like that's really interesting, and so that's when we know, okay, uh, it's it's time to build a feature like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Um, I saw this. I, I can't remember what, what it was or how they did it or whatever, but. They like, they did this thing called like priming, where like if uh, um, I forget how it works, 
basically like if I if you see like a golf club on the way here, right? And then I say, Zach, talk to me about sports. And you're like, oh, well, golf's a sport, right? Yeah. You, were, you were primed yeah, to do it was that. Yeah, already in my head. Like, yeah. Foosball is a sport, I see. Yeah, yeah it's a sport for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah, it's, it's really competitive. <laughs> but um, they did this thing where they took these people, like, across, um, like, they, they took them on a certain drive. And on the drive, they saw different things. And when they asked them questions, they were like, oh, 42, 35, blue. And it's like, you see 42, blue, 35 mm-hmm. things, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like. How did you guys say the same thing? It's like, oh, we actually primed you. There's this thing that human brain does priming. Interesting. Yeah. And so... Um, so maybe we prime them somehow yeah. through other features. Or like just um, kind of like a... I think of like a beat cop. Like a cop has a beat for the city. Like if you're just downtown and you hear what people are talking about, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about politics. They're talking about the snow. They're talking about the weather, right? All of a sudden, like if everyone's downtown is talking about the snow and they're your customers, they're going to email you about the snow. Yep. Yep. Um. But then again, I think there's something crazy about synchronicity. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and so it must be a mix of everything. And, and so it, it's interesting. And, but we do take that feedback and, and listen to it. So. That's sweet. Dude, we're, we're a little over an hour. We're 20, 30 seconds over really? an hour. Yeah. Wow. That was great. Cool. Yeah, we'll have to have you on again if you're willing. Yeah, that was really fun. And maybe, yeah, we can go beyond my story or something. And Yeah. And... I don't know. You got a great story. <laughs> you got a great story, but yeah. we can definitely get onto it. Yeah, I think it'd be good just for, um, you know, the people listening to get to know you a little bit. And then um, that way when we get into more deeper conversations, it, yeah. uh, it means and, more. And hopefully for, like, the entrepreneurs out there, even people not – like non-entrepreneurs but like just wanting yeah. to build things or whatever like hopefully it's somewhat inspirational to yeah. know that it's like literally possible whatever it is so. you know you want to build an app go for it you know you you've been trying to fix your back porch for the it past three years really just go fix yeah my new porch. favorite saying is screw it let's do it and so it's just like <laughs> just do it Re- literally like the nike the nike slogan so that's awesome. there's a reason that's taken <laughs> yeah off. really i know off. it's a great it's yeah. a great one but screw it just do it <laughs> And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're out.